0: And learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop, May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at
1: eomega.org/slash thrive. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Through a mix of solo and interview episodes, I want to showcase all the different ways the spirit world helps guide our daily lives. Whether it's through intuition, signs, mediumship, channeling, the mystical, or the paranormal, our altruistic spirit guides and other members of our loving soul team are always there, ready, able, and willing to guide us. My guest today is Pippa Leslie. HIPAA is a qualified quantum healing hypnosis practitioner, spiritual mentor, Reiki master, and intuitive channel. She helps her clients heal, explore past lives, move through trauma, subconsciously heal, find peace, and connect to their divine selves. Hi, Pippa. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, Laura. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad we could do this today. I'm so glad too. And I was a guest on your podcast not too long ago. So thank you again for having me. So I'm very excited to have you You're here. so welcome. Yes. So Pippa, if you can share a little bit more about who you are to the listeners.
2: Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Laura is an absolutely amazing soul. (laughs) I'm so (laughs) grateful to be in this space with you today. I feel like it's definitely a good time to talk about my story and it's how it's evolved in the last few months. I'm currently in New Zealand. I'm from the UK. You can tell from my accent and I emigrated here just over a year ago to be with my current husband. My spiritual journey definitely has evolved over the last six, seven years. I was definitely one of those types of girls that was inquisitive, curious, had imaginary friends I had a panther that lived under my stairs called Bagheera out of the jungle book so I had all of those magical moments as a kid and I think as we get older we lose that wonder and I think what kept me connected to the wonder is being a Disney fanatic so if you are watching the video I've got two layers of Disney on (laughs) I've always been a Disney fanatic and the reason being is because of the magic it makes you feel whatever age you are the magic of Disney has always been phenomenal to me even going into Disneyland in California or Disney World in Florida it's always been stepping into that world and I wanted to create that for my client that safe space and that magical space they can come into like they're coming into a Disneyland that feeling of just let's put life aside for a moment let's just connect to who you are let's go into that deepness of who you are and I think that's really come to me in the last couple of weeks a few of my girlfriends here have been like you're so Disney focused and magical and got that real giddy girly energy and I think I bring that to my clients and I think that's a gift and I think that's what a lot of us need especially as women because we lose that little childlike state because we're so serious and we become wives and we become mothers and everything's so serious and I think giving that back to other women I think that's why clients leave my home feeling that magic and feeling that wonder and that gives me a lot of joy so my spiritual journey has definitely evolved in a sense of just deepening my connection to spirit to universe to God however you want to label your connection and then just having spiritual teachers like Wayne Dyer, Neil Donna Walsh loads of those inspiring me along the way and I think with my spiritual journey is that it's still unfolding you'll probably agree Laura is like you have a spiritual awakening and you think oh that's it I'm awake now I can't get any more awake (laughs) and then something else will happen you go oh god now I'm like even more awake I just love that so I'm just open to all those possibilities I'm only 32 and I feel like I'm a wise old woman it's definitely led me down a path of like I said Obviously, we'll probably touch on what happened to me recently. I went through a miscarriage and that's deepened my connection even further, especially for my wanting to help women through miscarriage and help women through the loss of a child because it can really just wipe out that spiritual connection because it's so traumatic. Oh, yeah, There was that fork mm-hmm. in the road for me a couple of weeks ago where I could have just gone down a dark path yeah. and I didn't. So that's really important to touch on as well.
1: Yeah, I think that it's great to have that discussion of miscarriage because it's one of those things where you don't realize how many women and husbands and families and people have been through a miscarriage until almost like you've had one and you start to share about your own story because the same thing happened with me. I had two miscarriages. I had one right before each of my daughters, which is kind of interesting. Wow! But luckily for me, around that time, though I still suffered the emotional and the mental and the the physical hardships, not so physical, I would say I was lucky enough that they just happened on their own. They call it chemical pregnancy. Just a from a pregnancy test, knew I was pregnant. And then basically it was like having a late period. But mentally and emotionally, I was still very much distraught over it. But I did have my spiritual belief to get me through that at that time, helping me realize that my daughters weren't ready at that time. And they came back again when they were ready. For whatever reason, it's almost like a month later. I'm like, what's the difference? But it could mean everything if you're into astrology and stuff like that. But I think that it's really great that though you unfortunately also had to go through that hardship, that you're able to take that experience and bring it to the forefront to also help other people who are going through that. Because I think too many times we tuck it away after we've been through that experience. So thank you. And I commend you for your courage to do so. Thank you.
2: Yeah, I know that from my experience as well, Laura, is that my nan had miscarriages and it was never spoken about in the family. I want my family to know that I went through something like that because that directly affects them. My parents, my sister, Mm -hmm. my auntie, my uncles, they were so excited for me. And I think there's a lot of shame around telling people before 12 weeks. A lot of the books I've read have talked about this safe zone. And it's personal choice. As soon as I got that positive test, I was flying to America and it was that morning and I told everyone, my mom was laughing saying, oh, I think it's on the news. I've just turned the TV on. <laughs> Because I literally told everybody because I was so excited. I didn't have any regrets for doing that because my family could go through it with me. My friends could go through it with me and I would do it again. I would not wait for 12 weeks. Now, anyone listening, that's personal choice to you. But I had faith. Why would I want to give it any energy that something's going to happen before 12 weeks? Even though it did, going through a miscarriage, just going through the process. I'm yet to tell my story on my podcast. You want to sit down and really do the solo episode of The story. and write my blog post around it but I have a ceremony on Monday which is closure for me as well so I think once that's done it'll close the whole thing down but I think also talking about this as i mentioned earlier like not knowing my nan had a miscarriage till later on because i think if we can pass that down with our children our grandchildren oh yeah you know pip had a miscarriage and it's very normal because there is that aloneness with it you do feel alone even though you're so not alone so many women have had miscarriage and i'm really sorry you had to go through two of them laura
1: yeah thank you Same with you too. And it's one of those things where when you go through it, I don't know about you, Pippa, but for me, the thoughts that were going through my head were, what did I do wrong? Did I do something? And am I not equipped to have children? All these thoughts of talking down about myself and am I ever going to have kids? That maternal instinct was really strong. So there's a lot of mental hardship that goes along with it as well. So how far along were you when you had your miscarriage? I hadn't had a dating scan.
2: So I think eight to nine weeks, I presume. Okay. I don't want to talk about this. I'm sensitive to other people being triggered. So I will give a trigger warning now. The most beautiful moment for me with the miscarriage is passing the baby at home and not realizing you know, that's something that I've never seen before. Holding this tiny life in your hand in a little sack that would have grown into my placenta and I had this really special moment lying on the bed where I was curious I don't know if that resonates with other people but I think there's a curiosity in us to see like, that's my baby and I remember just filling around with the sack and I saw the baby's eyes and the eyes just looked at me and I was like oh I just needed that moment and the little hands honestly it wasn't even like a fully formed baby it was still like that Alien looking, it's mm-hmm. kind of like in between that state. But to have that moment, it's what I needed for that. I think if I hadn't have seen the baby, and I know a lot of women pass their babies out in the toilet and they get flushed, and I would find that really hard to miss out on that chance. Mm-hmm. So I am really sorry if that. That's why I give the trigger warning. If that happened to you, I am so sorry. I am really so sorry for you. And just being able to have that moment with my baby, and then it being sent off for testing. I got the baby back yesterday, and. I thought I would feel sad yesterday, but I actually didn't. I was really grateful that baby was back with me. I'll be doing a ceremony on Monday and doing a little burial. And even with that, Laurie... This negativity and shame around miscarriage, did I do something wrong, my body's a failure. Those thoughts were definitely there the first few days after the miscarriage. But also having a ceremony and a burial for a baby that was only eight weeks old, the shame and the judgment around that too. It's there and you can feel it and you know it's there. That conditioning to judge yourself around wanting to do something like that for your baby, no matter what age. So I definitely stood strong in that. I knew that was something I wanted to do for myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody heals differently. The journey is definitely very different depending on the different circumstances. So you talk about this ceremony that you're going to be doing. What is the ceremony?
2: It's called Closing the Bones. Now, when my doula told me about it, I was like, oh, that sounds magical and ancient. Yeah. And when I did some research, the Aztecs and the Mayans used to do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really fully sure what actually happens in the ceremony. I'm kind of leaving it to be a surprise. But they wrap you in different fabrics from what I've read. Technically, I've gone through birth. So it's kind of like closing the bones, healing the self. I just remember seeing a picture of different layers where you lay on the floor as a massage happens and then they put different layers over you. So I think they're kind of cocooning you into this healing space to close the ceremony. And I think a lot of women have closing the bones after they've had a healthy baby and postnatally they can have that as well. And for my doula to be able to do that for me, I'm really grateful because it definitely brings that closure. And she's doing the burial with me, so I'm going to go out with my husband tomorrow and pick up a nice plant with a nice plant pot do a little burial and I think that's beautiful to do that no matter what loved one you would lose I think a lot of women listening who've had a miscarriage I think the hardest thing for miscarriage is the wonder all the thoughts you had of the dreams what they're going to look like all that goes it then passes on to the next life Like I said, that fork in the road of I could have gone down that. I could have tortured myself to death of what if, what if, what if, what if. And I said, no, no more. Stop. Move into the possibility, the hope. What is this teaching me? What can I do with this traumatic experience to help more women across the world? I will touch on that shortly but I've reached out to the health MP the minister here and I've got some really good ideas to bring into the hospitals over New Zealand because I was sat in the hospital bed not knowing what to do what to ask what the process was all that kind of thing I just had all these ideas come to me so you end up being grateful for an experience like that even though it was really sad and it was really hard for me and my husband and the family you start to look for the goodness in it you start to look for the silver lining in it and that's really powerful and really strong to do
1: Yeah. I love that you're doing this ceremony to help close that pregnancy for you because you were pregnant. And even though you didn't go the full term, your body still started to have those changes. So I love that you're honoring your body that way and honoring the pregnancy I think that that's really great and being able to have the baby to bury and have that closure as well you're very blessed in so many ways still you're right
0: have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments heal traumas and change your life you still feel as if you don't belong there is a reason and a solution for this join award-winning actor comedian and best-selling author Kyle Cease And Learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive.
1: We talk about wondering what this baby would have looked like, what kind of life would they have had. But I know that you have had more spiritual experiences with the baby since their passing? Did you want to share some of those?
2: Yes. So before I got pregnant about two years ago, I did a meeting your future children meditation. I remember just having this beautiful, overwhelming meditation visualization. I'd left my body in a sense, really. And I remember meeting my future daughter and I remember I was just crying for hours after it because it was just such a unique experience and after that doubt came in you know the doubt was there was that even real oh my god I remember just like she came running in and she was like mommy and I was like oh my god and she sat on my knee and she said I'm a spirit guide for you at the moment for playfulness and sexual energy and things like that and I was like oh my god thank you like you know to be a spirit guide and until she comes to earth so obviously after the miscarriage I'm always looking for the spiritual meaning I'm always looking for the spiritual connection and someone recommended that I read the book Spirit Babies and as I was reading Spirit at Babies it gave me a lot of comfort so I would definitely recommend any women to read that even if you have miscarriage or not it's a beautiful experience to have even if you are trying for a baby but I, again, looking for the silver lining, looking for the reason, looking for the spiritual connection. I remember doing a couple of downloads, sitting in meditation, and I got a couple of messages through. One was the baby that I was growing was male, and my daughter wants a female body. So that wasn't the right fit. So I was like, okay. The other message was, even if it was a female body, it wasn't the right time to be born, because I was due in December, and that's Sagittarius, and she doesn't want to be a Sagittarius. She wants to be an Aries, That she said, an Aries. And my husband in the sound healing event kept hearing Aries, and he's like, Well, my son is an Aries, because my stepson is an Aries. My sister's an Aries. And Chris just kept hearing Aries, and I was like, that's really weird. We both went into this spiritual sound healing together two weeks after the miscarriage and he got the Aries message, but then I got obviously the similar message that she didn't want to be a Sagittarius. It was really strange. Oh, wow. And also to remember that, Laura, you were born on a certain day at a certain time. I was born on a certain day at a certain time, which set us up for our life, for our destiny. Mm -hmm. So if the baby's not born on the right day, the right time, the planets won't be aligned the right way. They won't have the right human design. The astrology will be off. They need to be born. Born at the right day at the right time to live out their life because it actually blows your mind when you think of it because your life is set out for you and obviously my future children will have their own free will to make their own choices but to know that there's a perfect day and time for those children to come in to be born is really powerful so there was definitely that comfort of knowing that I felt like it was a boy and I always knew I'd have a girl first and I was like oh and then there's obviously spirit babies is coming in I just asking for guidance. Did I do something wrong? And I remember just being told off, saying, no, nope, you didn't do anything wrong. It just wasn't the right vessel. I need the right vessel because then she went on to say, I need the right hair colour. I need the right eye colour. I need the right height. From that moment of conception, Wayne Dyer talks about this, the moment of conception, everything is made for you. Me, like my hair color, my skin color, my eye color, my personality, my shape and my size. It's all decided in that moment of conception. And I think that's huge to think about. So that soul needs to choose the right vessel to live out their destiny. The other message was, I have to make you go through something so traumatic. So when you do have the baby, she wants to make it extra special and I was like okay because she's a little diva and she wants it to be all special and she wants it to be all (laughs) she wants to be a bit of center of attention I was like okay a bit like your (laughs) mum, laughing and joking and she's going to be very much like me as a child I was really confident and make friends with everybody and I was really kind and I was just really bubbly and just to know that and connect to that It gives you so much comfort to know that, okay, there's something bigger going on that I can't control here. There's nothing I did wrong. For those who've had several miscarriages, you know, I've only had the one miscarriage. That was my first pregnancy. For those who've had like, say, three or four miscarriages and then had a baby, think of it that way too. This obviously doesn't apply to everyone, but that soul needs the perfect vessel to live out their life. Like you chose that body, Laura, to be in. I chose this body to be in. You know, think of it from a deeper level of... I had to be a certain way for my husband to be attracted to me there's so many layers to life that we can't even see and comprehend and there's something bigger out there that we can't fathom Mm -hmm. we can't even touch it we can feel it and we can connect to it so those little messages that are coming through are definitely comforting for me and they make a lot of sense so when you get that self-awareness and you grow that self-awareness everything just makes more sense and the sadness dissipates a little bit more even though the sadness is still there and it's really valid to feel that sadness and that grief always feel into that don't push away. Always feel into the sadness and the grief because you are valid in that feeling and you are okay to feel that. It's part of being this human, but also finding the comfort in those messages is really nice as well.
1: Yeah. So my thoughts exactly how complex everything is. To be born at a certain time, there's a lot that gets taken into account and it's not even just that soul's life because they will affect other people's lives as well. So it's this crazy convoluted web of... Miracles, (laughs) really. But then it makes you wonder. Now my scientific brain is like, well, why didn't spirit have control of the cells forming in our bodies to make it the right hair color, the right what was needed? And why get pregnant then just to miscarry? Now, in this case... Your baby said, well, I have to make a grand entrance. So there's reason for that. Plus all the other things that you're starting to implement just in your local area, there obviously are reasons for it that we can see. But then it also gets me thinking, well, are there different forces behind the actual human body creating these cells that the soul just hopes is what they need. Who controls that to make sure that the hair color is right and the eye color is right?
2: That's what Wayne speaks about. Is this intelligence? What's growing your fingernails right now?
1: But is it separate from what? Why doesn't it work together with the spirit on the other side? And maybe it does. Maybe it does because ultimately it's perfect. Ultimately, the hair color is right. The eye color is right. The skin color is right. Ultimately, everything's right. But why is it not right the first time? Unless there's another meaning to it, like the work that you're going to do now to help other women... That seems to me pretty obvious. Also, Laura, the other message that came through yeah. was some souls
2: choose to not actually be on earth at the right at this time. So one message that did come through was the soul just wants to feel my love for a couple of weeks. Oh. It came into that womb space just for that little bit of love to feel what it feels like. Oh. And that really gave me comfort wow. because I thought some souls aren't ready to be born yet. Dolores Cannon talks about this. We chose to come back right now yeah. to go through all the things we're going through. Some souls Mm -hmm. just want to test the waters. So I felt like it was that dip in the water of just, okay, let me just feel what it's like to be inside a womb. Oh God, that was beautiful. Okay. Because a lot of souls are very resistant to go to earth because Dolores talks about earth being quite a hard earth skill, whatever you believe around that. But I do think it gives you a lot of comfort to know that some souls just creep in and go, okay, that was lovely. And then they might not be born for 100, 200, 300 year plus. So to know that that little soul just was in me for a couple of weeks just to feel that love, that also was very comforting to know?
1: I have heard that too, where whether it's spontaneous miscarriage or not, that these souls will say, yeah, I'll come in for a little bit (laughs) and know that I'm not staying very long. Plus, the other thing to remember is that we have free will. So what if the plan was, okay, I'm just going to use you as an example, Pippa, because we're talking about you. What if the plan was originally, okay, Pippa is not going to get pregnant until... I don't know, whatever makes your baby an Aries. Pippa wasn't going to get pregnant till then. But because of free will, Pippa decided to try earlier. Yeah. And then maybe it was like, nope, timing wasn't right. So I don't know. I think I'm just going down a rabbit hole and that's just my brain. (laughs) Well, it is. And I think it's important to go down the
2: rabbit hole because you do. Even me, like I've just looked at the clock and it was 25.55, so it's definitely coming around. But also to remember, I'm in a house at the moment and hopefully we want to move into our own house and buy a house. And I want to be able to do the baby's room up the way I wanted. One thing to remember as well about my miscarriage and what I learned was I had a lot of gynecological issues growing up. So I had to have testing done and things like that. And then I had a lot of abnormal cells with my smear tests. Mm -hmm. And I was always in fear of getting pregnant. I was always in fear of it'll take me a while to get pregnant. So I was affirming to myself, that language was affirming to myself, it is going to take me a while to get pregnant. So I was affirming that and that wasn't right for me. And I was like, no, I'm not going to manifest that. I'm going to get pregnant, have healthy pregnancy, blah, blah, blah. The message that came out of the miscarriage was I got pregnant in the first month of trying and that trumped every fear that I had about taking months to get pregnant. So I literally got pregnant like that. Even the miscarriage in that sense was just meant to show me that my fears are BS. And just that I was going to get pregnant that first time and everything was healthy and the baby was healthy. I didn't feel anything. There was just something wrong and there was just something that wasn't an alignment. And that's a big thing is that there wasn't an alignment of so many different threads to this life. Like you mentioned, the thread of the time to be born, the day to be born, the star sign, the moon sign, the rising sign, the human design. Oh my God, there's so much blueprint to this life. So then flip it onto the humanness of my fears that baby came in to go you know what I'm going to just help my mom for eight weeks to realize that she can get pregnant from the first month of trying to get rid of that fear that she had because that was niggling in the back of my head because I said to my husband I'd rather try sooner because we we're going to wait till the end of the year and the month prior to find out I was pregnant I was four or five days late and that's really not like me. I am Mm -hmm. regular cycle. I track. I know I'm 28 to 30 days every month. And I was four or five days late and I had some symptoms. And Chris and I were like, oh, well, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But then I got my period. My psychic did say there was an implantation problem in that month. So I was like, okay. But it made me get excited of the possibility of being pregnant. Yeah. So that's when we said, let's just try. And the next month in the March is when I got pregnant. So even that, there was a lot of beautiful alignment with that pregnancy as well. And it just was meant to happen that way to again, just get me to trust my journey. And like I said, the miscarriage law has propelled me onto this journey. I've set up a miscarriage group on Facebook. I reached out to my health minister in New Zealand to implement some changes into the hospital hospitals to help women with miscarriage with information and some guidance and things like that, which I'm going to talk about on my podcast once it's all set in stone. When you go through something, it changes you. It really does. And I think if I can help women through that, because I've got the courage to do it, it gives me a lot of joy and passion to be able to do that.
1: Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And when you were sharing about Just the fact that you were able to get pregnant was also reassurance for you. I suppose that every miscarriage, whether we realize it or not, really does serve multiple purposes beyond it just wasn't the right physical features. There's definitely more to it than that. So perhaps it all really is connected and driven by so many factors related to the other side, our journeys other people's journeys. It's just amazing how complex it can be, just beautifully complex. So I think that that's so great that we're able to shed some light onto that today. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit more about some of the other things that you do, because you were already this beautiful spiritual person before the miscarriage and before you started that journey. So tell us a little bit more about some of the other things that you do. So first I'll mention I'm a Reiki master.
2: So I did my Reiki level one in 2016. And then I did my level two, I think 2019, then did my master level in 2021. I've always been really drawn to Reiki. When my Reiki master told me what Reiki was, I was like, oh, this is just me. I know it's me. And Reiki was definitely a spiritual doorway that opened me up. Even though it's a beautiful modality to have to help people heal, it's definitely a tool and a modality to open up spiritual doorways for you and to ascend you. So a lot of clients who I teach Level 1 to just want Level 1 just for that reason. They just want to practice on friends and family. They don't want to go and do Level 2 to be a practitioner. And that's a beautiful thing because it really does open them up spiritually. In 2019, before I met my husband, I was in Australia. I just left a toxic relationship and I went to Australia to find myself. As you do, that eat, pray, love kind of vibe. And I remember listening to a couple of regression people and hypnosis people, like, you know, Dick Supton and Michael Newton online. And I was like, God, they're so unique. I could never be a past life regressionist. I could never be a hypnosis <laughs> practitioner. Oh my God. I felt like it was way far out of my reach. I thought it had to be like super special to do that. And I remember when I met my husband, and that love story is probably a different podcast for a different day. It's a beautiful, beautiful love story he was always into past lives and always into mystical spiritual things and my husband lost his brother 14 years ago so my husband had had a past life regression session done in the states and that opened his eyes up to everything and i remember dolores cannon coming through to chris in a dream and that was my sign and message to wow. do QHHT, which is quantum healing hypnosis technique. I've just interviewed Julia Cannon last week, actually, on the podcast, which was really cool to get her take on growing up with Dolores as her mother. And now she runs QHHT and she's teaching level two, which I'm doing. Wow. Ultimately, quantum healing hypnosis technique was developed by Dolores Cannon over her 40, 50 year career. And she downloaded it through messages from her sessions, from spirit, from her guides, because it was needed and it it was the simplicity of how easy it is to do it, and she trial and errored it for so long. Ultimately, you're coming here, and within one session, you've healed. In one session, you found out what it was you needed to do, what your purpose was. You've healed an ailment, things like that. So I've done over probably like eighty clients now, and every session is so unique they're exploring past lives which again is fascinating to me because I've always been a history nerd so going to these past lives I'm like oh I wonder what era that is just to see the people come into my space here closed a bit like timid energy they leave just oh my god I just know all these answers now and (laughs) what's interesting is is anyone who is interested in QHHT wherever you are you can find a practitioner local to you on the QHHT official website find someone go for it I would definitely recommend everyone to go for one. The curiosity that we have around past lives, but also to get the questions answered and to realize that all the answers are within you. We just have so much self-doubt. The self-doubt that us humans live with is just (laughs) unnecessary. And we've all been there. We all still have self-doubt. It creeps in every now and then. But you have all the answers within, and we just doubt ourselves. And then we just go for these kind of sessions, and we go, Oh, well, I already knew that. And most people's subconscious. When I talk to the subconsciouses, which is the higher self, the oversoul, whatever we want to call it, they're all saying the same. You already know this. Why are you doubting yourself? Yeah. And it's really interesting to get to talk to the subconscious because that's like the true self. Every single subconscious is different. Some are really funny. Some are really stern. There's just so many different personalities. And I love that side of it. I really love that. Each client is so different. Each past life is so different. And what they get out of it is just healing. Just absolute beautiful, powerful healing. And I'm really proud to be a QHHT practitioner. Again, I said to myself three years ago, I could never be a hypnosis practitioner, or past life (laughs) regressionist. And now I'm doing it. The possibilities, we just put ourselves off with our fears. Anything is possible for you. Anything is possible for any of you listening. Don't doubt yourself. There is so much out there for you. I remember doing that death meditation where you're on your deathbed and I was like, oh my God, this is so intense. And old Pip was just like, get your finger out your ass, go and do what you need to do. It's <laughs> <was> like, okay. When <laughs> I just had this beautiful life ahead of me. And I just think we hold ourselves back. When people ask, you you know, what's the one thing that's holding you back? It's not anyone around you, it's yourself. Just get out your own way. I could see that. I definitely can. Can those sessions be done virtually? No. So QHHT is an in-person, mm. but we can do a past life regression session online, which is like lighter trance. QHHT has to be done in person. Dolores was really stern with that because you are going to deep levels. you go into to theta and you're taking people through death experiences and they do get really upset and you have to be with them, especially watching their body language, watching how they regress under. You need to be with them. It's a really, it's a deep experience. And I think online connections can go, like we had a connection issue before before we started there's so much can go on you could lose power and then you've got this person left in this state sure oh god I, I couldn't handle it i just could not i mean even if it was possible to do online i don't think i would do it anyway because i know some people can do hypnosis online with different modalities but dolores was definitely no but yeah she yeah. did create a past life regression session script which can be done online which is like an hour it's a lighter trance it's not as deep as a QHHT, so i would definitely say go for QHHT, and you can do it in a group session too.
1: Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So Pippa, this has just been a fantastic conversation so far to help wrap up our discussion. I was wondering if, and only if you're comfortable with this, if your daughter has a message for the collective. Oh, wow. Let me just tune in one second.
2: It's like she wants center stage because she's going to be called Belle. So I said, Belle, have you got a message for everyone? She's like, of course. Yeah, she's talking about letting go of feel. She said, if you can see your life from a different perspective, how God sees it, how the universe sees it. You mentioned that intelligence that we have, that we can't see it. And it's overseeing everything that we do in life. To let go of the control, the control around it. You can't control half of what goes on in your life yeah it's definitely around the fear and I think the fear puts us in disalignment even if that's a word it does not keep us Mm -hmm. aligned it keeps us off track with where we are in life one of the big things to do is align yourself and Reiki's a big tool for that but I think yeah I can just she's just giggling away there's a message to have fun like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast with you if Disney isn't your thing it's fine but find the thing that makes you laugh find the thing that brings you fun and joy that's what kids do they want to laugh and have fun and play in the mud and go outside in the rain and get wet and just be silly and be stupid and have fun and as we get older we lose that we lose that childlike wonder we lose that magic we get so serious and like I said she's my playful guide definitely coming to earth and she helps me to have fun because when I first connected she was giggling like <laughs> people listening now how was the last time you laughed Where you cry laughing that real giggle where you can't stop laughing how often do you do that make that part of your practice make that part of your daily practice I'm just going to laugh to myself I did a laughter yoga a few months ago and it was the funniest thing I've ever done <laughs> so just laugh more and just have that fun be like a child Definitely. That was definitely the message.
1: I love it. Well, thank you, Belle. That was fantastic. Thank you. So, Pippa, I will have everything in the show notes, but would you like to share your podcast and whatever other links you want to share with the listener? Yeah.
2: So I hang out on Instagram mostly. My handle is I am Pippa Leslie. And I have a podcast which is called The Conscious Convo. So I'm always looking for guests. So if you've got a beautiful spiritual story and you want to come on the show, please let me know. I love talking to other people. I am on Facebook, but I'm on Instagram more than Facebook. I have a couple of groups on Facebook that I manage. The miscarriage one, The Way of the Womb. I have a website. I am com. But yeah, I'm pretty approachable. Email me, message me on Instagram. I will always respond. So yeah, any questions, let me know, guys.
1: Thank you so much, Pippa. Thank you for sharing your truth and your story and your journey with us so far. I really appreciate you. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. And that was another episode of a Guided Life podcast. To connect with me via my socials or for links to my book titled Guided or my card deck called From Your Spirit Guides, please visit my Linktree site at L-I-N-K-T-R dot forward slash guidedwest. Thanks so much for tuning in, and until next time, love and light always.